Let's pray together. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, during this Lenten season, when we turn our gaze towards the cross, we are taking time in worship for confession. I'm guessing we come into this room with many perceptions and experiences of confession. You may have received a confession or given one. You might have grown up in a tradition that regularly said confessions. There are individual confessions and deathbed confessions, confessions of innocence, confessions of love. But all confessions tell it like it is. Confession is when we come clean, when we tell the truth about who we are. And Lent is an uncomfortable but perfect time to do this, to look in the mirror of our lives and say, this is who I am. We've asked several brave souls to share about confession in worship over the next five weeks. But today on this first Sunday of Lent, we're engaging in what is for our church the most common form of confession, a corporate confession. You did that just last week as part of the pledge of love that we say before we receive communion, we name that we aren't up for the task of loving God and our neighbors fully and completely. And the truth of that is deep in our tradition as Christians. And the very first story in the Bible offers us that same truth. In the Genesis story we heard today, something incredible has happened. Something that's actually unique about this story from other creation stories in the ancient Near East. God creates human beings that are not slaves. We are not another piece of furniture in God's earthly dollhouse. Instead, people are made as image bearers of God. They're given freedom to love and work and worship and offer God-like skilled mastery over all creatures. The somewhat deceptive word in our English translation for this is dominion. It's a scary word, unless you have a pattern for what that looks like. And Adam and Eve do. They have been made like God and they are now to act like God. And here's what that means. Here's what God does. God makes things and announces that they're good. Then God gives things names and pours blessings over them. That's it. That is the entire pattern for how people are to be like God on this earth. You get to extend the same nurture and care in order of creature life that God just did. There is a social media account that I am somewhat obsessed with called The Black Forager. Hands in the air. We see that. Yes. Right. Okay. It is run by a woman named Alexis Nicole Nelson, who is indeed a Black woman who indeed forages for food in Minnesota. But each time I see what she's up to, I am reminded of what God-like attention and delight for our world looks like. 
because Alexis is literally excited about everything. <laughs> Nettles and wild strawberries, plants you can eat and the kind that can make you well. She also knows that plants are only good for some animals, but not people. Some plants have uses, others demand respect. But every single plant is a delight to Alexis. She is awed by the creative world. God-like delight and care and respect for this incredible place that is our home and the source of our flourishing. That's what we're made for. And obviously that's not how this story works out <laughs> because something else happens. There's the serpent who tricks these first people into eating this from fruit from this tree, this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And pretty much everything goes downhill after that. But honestly, who wouldn't want some knowledge, right? This seems like a very weird test to put in front of people. It actually feels a little mean-spirited on God's part. But I think we can get better sense of what's happening here if we turn our attention to the actual words of this adversary, the serpent. If you eat the fruit of the tree, you will be like God. That is certainly a problem in itself. I have one core conviction, and this is it. There is a God, and it is not me. I invite you to join me in sharing that conviction. It's like where everything else begins. But I also want to push past that a little bit today. Because I suspect that the problem for these first people was that they're deceived into thinking God is as God is not. They come to believe that God is keeping something from them. God is a hoarder of gifts. God elevates knowledge and keeps it for God's self. In this conversation between the people and the serpent, God is no longer a part of this conversation, but is an object that is discussed. Someone separate from the interests and care of people, of creatures, someone the serpent makes a judgment about and shares with the people. In other words, we're witnessing a gross mis misconstrual of who God is. It turns out that eating the fruit of this tree replaces the gift of their God imagedness with this corrupted idea about who God is. They aren't like God. They're like the mischaracteristics of who they think God is. Coercive, violent, hoarding, power-hungry, cruel, they become an anti-God. And the first sign of this is the shame they feel about their bodies and the fear of the one who made them. Karl Barth once said that Adam is just a name for people. Think about people whenever you hear Adam. Because there's no difference between me and you and Adam and Eve. We are people who owe our existence to a God who loves us a God who created us to enjoy this world. What is the chief end of man? It's the first question in the Heidelberg Catechism. The answer is to love God and enjoy him forever. For the purposes of this sermon, I'm going to assume this is the chief end for all of us, <laughs> not just men. 
But instead of taking up this accurate God imageness, we continue to patter on ourselves about this gross misunderstanding of God, the God of the serpent. We live in a country that sells water rights and pushes out climate refugees who are first forced from burning countries by the centuries of elite plunder. We have insatiable appetites for oil and timber because we want independence and rugged individualism. We live on lands indigenous people have stewarded, rivers and mountains that were eradicated to turn them into profit. And it is impossible to escape our participation in these systems of environmental destruction. We are caught in the middle of economics and forms of life from which we can never fully extract ourselves. There's no pure place you can put yourself. No matter how far we go, we are a problem, part of a problem that is bigger than us because it's rooted in something about that we believed about ourselves. Which is why when Paul is talking about the breadth of brokenness on the earth, he doesn't quite make the contract we might expect. Adam's problem was disobedience. So obviously the solution is to be obedient, to start acting the way you ought to. Plot twist. Instead, we hear this. You get a free gift called grace. It turns out that even after the business with Adam, even after people got the guidelines of the Torah, people kept getting into trouble. Only now they knew they were getting into trouble. <laughs> it turns out that we have a much deeper problem than just acting right. We have an obsession with wanting to pattern ourselves after a false image of God. And it turns out that we're all interconnected. So it's pretty intractable situation that we get what we find ourselves in. And the answer it turns out to this terrible situation is a gift. It's one that frees all people from the power of sin and death. All people. Every single person, total entire peoplehood saved by grace. In Greek, the word for all is all. It means every single person. If one person was able to kick off this disaster for every person in all of history, one person redeemed all of it. Not for a few, not for some, but for all. What are we being redeemed for? Paul says for righteousness. Okay, is that one of those big churchy words that's like a bait and switch, right? Righteousness, say through grace in order to act right. Okay, I see where this is going. But let's just go back and remember how this whole thing started. You were made to spend eternity hanging out in a garden with your best friends, delighting in everything around you because that's how God is. Being righteous means to get God right and to start pattering ourselves in that way. God welcomes us back into getting the image of God correct. 
And we participate in this because Jesus becomes a creature too, a dirt person, an animal. Jesus makes a way for us to be people as we were intended to be people, which is also just the way God is. So friends, you're free. You are free to go and delight in your sweet peas that are poking out of your garden. And you're free to stare at the ocean. You can waste your time watching caterpillars crawl across the sidewalk. You're free to live in a world where you don't actually have to control or manipulate anyone or anything. You don't have to steal or hoard or build walls because you're free to be like God, to care and worship and delight in your world. You're free to consider lilies, to live a small life of great love, to have no accomplishments. Go ahead, have none. Absent yourself from competition. You don't have to do it anymore. You're free to love the world. Our first and primary confession, the one that undergirds every other confession, is that we want to be like a God of our own making. Every other confession we will say takes root here. We continuously turn back to violence and power because the first people, just like us, got God wrong. And every time we hurt someone, every time a corporation extracts minerals from sacred lands, every time we store away massive wealth in barns, we will find it rooted in the exact same place. And we, when we confess, we're just saying the quiet part out loud. God, I have not trusted the story of abundance. I've made you into something else because I am afraid and the world is full of fear. And then you look around at everyone else and say, can you help me? And this is also good news. We become for one another God-bearingness that was first promised. And we become for one another the Christ in whom all things are redeemed. Amen.